Oh yes, it is the Steel Mace Nation podcast right back at you again. Uh, guys, podcast is um, is growing. Why? Why is it growing? Because people like you are listening, you're sharing, and you're liking. And I appreciate it. I never really was sure how this podcast was going to do. And... Um, you know, if it, if we get get a good audience or not, and um, what what to even do with it, I don't know if you guys have picked up on this before, but let me just kind of spell this out so it's solid info, solid knowledge. I started the podcast essentially because. The Steel Mace is something new and interesting for us to talk about and to share. Um, it, it may blow up. You know, it may get bigger. Um, more people might do it. It, it may just stay, kind of stay where it's at and it'll be like this underground thing. And I like anything that's underground. I like anything that is against the grain. Um, I am... A rebel by heart, so I gravitate toward the rebels out there. I gravitate toward the misfits out there. You know, um, I've all through my life I would make friends with like the outsider misfits, and I was friends with everybody. I was friends with the metalheads, the burnouts, the Grateful Dead people, which are the burnouts. Um, I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the nerds, um, but. Usually, the they would be the the misfits of those groups. Okay, um, I don't know, man. I I just I got like a thing for people like that. Um, I like people that don't follow the herd, and I really believe that that is a an important feature for survival. Okay, I think that's a thing, like, in our genetic makeup, to, to rebel, okay? There, you know, I, psychologists will talk about kids rebelling when they grow up against their parents, they're finding, creating their own identity and stuff, but at the end of the day, um, our behavior patterns as, as human beings, it's pretty interesting. I, you know, it's very easy, you know, like, well, hey, look, with, with this past year with COVID, you could see how easy it is for people to get sucked in and um, become part of the herd, you know, do what they're told and obey and whatever is, uh, whatever is said, you know, is um, gospel or it's the ultimate word and people don't question it. And there's a lot of that. There's a, the herd is big. The mainstream is the herd, you know? Um, and there's safety, right? There's safety in the herd. But I think, I think that the safety that people find is, um, acceptance, you know, they're, they're, they're part of the gang, right? They're not, they're not the misfit. They're not the outlier, right? You're one of us. Okay, you 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 look the same, you talk the same, you wear your mask, you 
you do what you're told, so on and so forth, right? And, well, for that anxiety that people would get if they were just, like, having to constantly defend their their position, if they're, when you're the rebel, you get hammered from all sides. Everybody questions you, you have to prove yourself all the time, and you either have to come at them with um, well-informed uh, processes, you know, you have to know your shit, you have to know what you're talking about, or, you know, you just don't mind them, you know, you just ignore them. With the steel mace, as I wanted to become a steel mace coach because I felt like this was a rebellious way of working out. Um, it was different, and I could tell right away, because I went through the same process, I could tell right away that there was always going to be like a, this uphill battle. There was always going to be people making jokes, criticizing, and all this stuff. And um, you're, all, you're always going to have to explain and, 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 and re-explain and you're, you're going to get out of a hundred people that, you know, come at you and criticize or critique, you might get one person, you know, the 1% rule. It's kind of like sales, sales and marketing. You talk to a hundred people, maybe you get one sale, right? Uh, I, I just saw like, oh, this is that thing. This is that thing that's going to make somebody look different when you're swinging a mace at the gym you get looked at you know unless you're at the right gym you know there's i know there's gyms around there around the world around the country whatever that you know have mace and people are using it but look the first time i walked into a gym where they were swinging mace i was like oh there's that strange thing i saw on instagram um yeah it's stupid you know i i did the same thing that everybody else does. Well, what does it do? Ooh, what does it do? It's not going to do nothing. That, that doesn't make you big. That doesn't da da da. You know, and right away it gets dismissed because anything new, people are, uh, they shut out to it, you know? And it's, um, you, you could quickly see the herd mentality. You could quickly see the um, closed mindedness that people have. Um, you know, there's, there's like, this, this repeats itself so many different ways throughout life too. It's not just steel mace, but, um, the, the herd is, the herd is absurd. The herd is absurd. I believe if you follow the herd, you will follow it right off the cliff. All right. And that's, that's what's going on, um, in this world. And the reason why the herd is so big and why people are, are, you know, there's a word out there called sheeple, right? Sheep people like that, that word came about because there's so many sheeple out there. And then, you know, here's a guy like me who are, I'm all like, you know, high and mighty on my rebelliousness and I'm the lone wolf and I do my own thing and nobody tells me what to do. And you know how many times a day I I get sucked into the herd mentality and then I, and then I catch myself and I'm like, geez, you know, so you got to like give people a break, you know, they're just trying to get by, you know, um, like businesses in New Jersey, 
were being basically threatened that if they didn't help enforce the mask mandate, they would be fined. There were fined for, for things. Um, uh, Attila's Gym in Belmore, New Jersey. Uh, his name is Ian Smith. You guys probably have followed him. I mean, he's got a huge following. He made it on the news and everything. Uh, that guy's going through some serious legal battles because he wanted to keep his gym open when they were saying, no, you got to close it. And, um, and don't forget, they did say we were going to close down for two weeks. And that then after two weeks, we, were, we continued to be closed. Gyms were losing money left and right. A lot of gyms dried up and went away. They're gone forever. You know, I, I used to own a gym and um, I put I put a lot of money into it. And, and then I exited. I was, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. And I made a business deal with, with, the, with the other, uh, with, with, with my business partner. And that was it. I was done. Um, but that was like probably two years before COVID hit. And um, I was just, I always think if my money was in that gym and we all had to close and, you know, we were small gyms still figuring things out. Um, yeah, we would have, we would have lost the gym. I would have lost my money. You know, it would have been, it would have been a disaster. Um, so I totally feel for the, um, the businesses out there and you know, some of them, the damage was was so serious, uh, that, that they completely went under massive debt and everything. And, you know, the whole way they handled COVID was botched. It was botched. Um, you know, just collapsing the economy is, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, um, I know people might say like, well, yeah, but you know, 3 million people around the planet died so far and it would have just been more people, but I don't think so, man. I think that actually that number was going to happen regardless um, because you close down a gym, you tell a restaurant they can't, you know, have more than like, uh, some restaurants are small, so you might not be able to have more than like three people sitting, sitting in there, right? Because there's a tiny cafe or whatever, you know, you tell them you can't have any more people. So they're, they're, they're losing their business. Um, but then at the same time, you see, um, where people are allowed to go on an airplane or on a train. Um, I don't, a lot of hip, a lot of hypocrisy, really just a lot of you, you, like, if you're going to do something like this, then do it. Um, one of the, one of the big things was I, I always pondered over was you go into a supermarket and Tons of people walking around and, you know, they got their masks on. So why can't a gym be open? Um, and you know, basically just make, make sure everybody's wearing their mask or whatever. And really, quite frankly, you wear a mask if you want to, like telling people they all have to wear a mask. That doesn't really make sense. If you're worried about inhaling a virus then wear a mask. Um, but 
because somebody else is wearing not wearing a mask doesn't change anything for you. It, you know, personal rights, personal freedom, um, all these things is important. And, the, you know, it's scary when you see the herd mentality take its shape and its form. And, um, man, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about our future. But um, I do know that I, I really want to be a steel mace coach. And, and you know what? I, I just like coaching people in general. You know, I am NASM certified. I do um, strength and conditioning and all kinds of other kinds of training. And, um, you know, I have some clients that they don't even use a steel mace. They, like, I have one client tell me he doesn't like it. And I'm like, okay. And um, I guess we're not going to use it. So we do we do whatever else they want to do. And, um, but most of the time I could get a steel mace in somebody's hands at some capacity. And even if it's just doing some, you know, a seven pound mace doing some mills just to warm up the shoulders, it's all pretty good stuff. So I really enjoy being a steel mace coach. And, um, I, I really enjoy doing the podcast and I realized that I don't have, um, well, what am I going to do? An uh, episode every week and talk about Steel Mace? To some degree, sure, but there's more to talk about. There's more going on in the world. And the one thing I know about Steel Mace people, they are open-minded people who understand how to... Uh, embrace new things and they all have a rebellious kind of quality somewhere in there. Um, in fact, I was, uh, I had a client, they trained with me about three or four times and, uh, he was a cool dude and he seemed like, uh, like, you know, he, he just fit into the, to the herd mentality but here he is using a mace and, you know, I'm just doing my thing, you know, and in between this, that, and the other thing, we have our conversations and I started to sense something about him that he was more of a rebellious type. Um, he had the, he had the tude, you know, he had the attitude. And, uh, so I started to, to have discussions with him about, uh, a lot of politics, you know? Believe it or not, I, I know, oh, you don't discuss politics with your clients. Um, but I'm like, why? You know, that's that's another thing. Like, if 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 they're just like, no, I don't like talking about politics at all, then okay, then you don't talk about it. But if everybody seems to be enjoying the conversation and it's, it's an intelligently held conversation... You could talk politics. And here we had opposing views all over the place. And um, we got along just fine. And there was no argument or anything. And there was actually, they, you could see a strong desire on both of us to try to really truly understand the other person's point of view. And at the end of the day, if there was something that you just didn't really agree with, it was like, 
this little thing in your head where it's like, okay, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's true, but click, you know, you click that, that dial on your, in your brain, click, and you go to the next level, right? Click to the next level and you go, even though I don't agree or believe what he's saying, I still will keep this information in this area of my brain accessible and to pontificate over and allow it to somehow influence my thinking in a way while still reserving and keeping my my beliefs and thoughts, right? And that is the power of the human brain. We could actually hold two opposing thoughts in our head at the same time and be completely fine with it. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know, um, religious war. You know, here's two, two religions killing each other. But if you go and spend any time in their religious ceremonies, they talk about the sanctity of life, right? And it's like, we are capable of like some serious bullshit, you know? Um, so if, if, if you think about it, right, um, we have this uniqueness and our, our ability to use our imaginations and everything. And I always loved how the steel mace actually led me to connections with people and, you know, a certain type of person. And when I teach somebody how to do a swing, you know, or a mill, or I explain, um, you know, a flow pattern or whatever it is, I, you know, I'm sharing something that I think is just enjoyable and fun. And um, at the end of the day, I'm not worried about, I've, I mean, I've done way more free stuff than I've ever actually charged for. I'll never be able to, <laughs> I'll never be able to uh, make up that money anywhere. And, and that's fine. That's not what it's about for me. Um, I don't coach to, to make money really, although I do charge and, you know, I have to charge that makes sense, right? I mean, I'm not going to just, I mean, with the, the gym I'm at, I have to actually pay uh, a rental fee per month. So I at least have to charge my clients something to at least cover, cover the rent. Um, but I've done enormous breaks and deals for people. And, um, you know, and I'm only telling you this just because I'm just kind of shooting from the hip right now. And I feel like this is something interesting I could share with you about me. Um, you know, I've literally like seen people like, you know, they're struggling with their health and they don't really have the money. And I'm like, geez, man, I'm like, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Um, if you could cover my rent, I I'll, I'll coach you a few times and just give you some basics. And then that way, maybe you'll, you're, you'll, you'll benefit from it and you'll be able to, to do stuff on your own. And I've done that, you know, and at the end of the day, like it, it's just a good feeling. I helped somebody. I also, uh, gained experience by doing that. I gained experience in 
coaching. And um, so later on down the line, that experience is going to come back and be helpful. And, you know, I'll be able to actually um, use that experience to coach somebody up, you know, especially when they're a paying customer and they really want top notch quality stuff. So, you know, I feel like the health and fitness industry is a great place for me because I'm into it. I like working at myself. I hire coaches and, and use them. And I, I like, I, I like that benefit, you know? And, um, I, I'm the type of individual where I like to try to change the world. I think we all want to change the world. So, you know, at least we think about it sometimes. Of course, then we all go, I'm never going to change the world. Let me go about my business. And, you know, we give up for a while. And I've given up and I've come back and forth. Right now, um, I'm really working hard at changing the world. Um, I want to be an influencer over people. And... Um, so I try to influence people to realize that we, we got it good, you know, here in the U S the people I know, I mean, if somebody's coming to me and paying, you know, 50 bucks an hour, three times a week for coaching and they're driving a nice car and, you know, they're working 40, 50 hours a week and they're off every weekend and they're sitting by their pool, and then they have all the food they ever wanted in the refrigerator. That's great, man. They're living a good life. So I always try to like remind people, like, dude, there, there's a way you can live your life that's that feels like you're you're really like helping or changing or something like that, like a bigger thing, something bigger than you, right? You know, just going to work and coming home, going to work and coming home, uh, buying stuff on Amazon, watching movies on TV, um, having your friends over for a barbecue and having the same drink every time. I, at some point, you might look at your life and just say, I'm just kind of gliding through life. Like, there's no resistance here, you know? Like, so when it, what, I'm, what I'm talking about and resistance, what I gravitate toward <clears throat> is rebelling against like, everything and fighting against bad stuff, uh, fighting against liars, fighting against scammers, fighting against the government. Um, that's right. Fighting against the government, you know, in a responsible way that our founding fathers bestowed upon us, if you will. Like they gave us the type of setup where we can civilly um, protest the government. We can petition the government and we can, um, we can actually rebel against it, openly rebel, openly protest against the government. What it requires is participation. Um, Americans need to participate. When you see people 
going out with signs and they're protesting something. Think for a second. Is that my fight too? Is that something I'm interested in? Okay, do I really want those people out there by themselves doing the fight while I'm sitting home eating bonbons? No, don't be lazy, man. If that's the if that's a fight that you could benefit from, if that's if that's something you you hope that they accomplish, then you should be out there too. And this is where it changes your life because now your life becomes about the resistance, fighting fighting against the herd, fighting against the you're the underdog, right? The underdog is always swinging hard and coming out fighting and relentless. And that starts to give shape and meaning to life because you're on the side of good, you know? And I, I try to like, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people think like, you know, there's no such thing as good versus evil and there's no such thing as corruption. I mean, whenever I point out corruption or the possibility of it, I, I mean, there's a lot of times where people will even say to me, like, that's preposterous. Why would that, why would these people, da, 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 da. And it's like, are you kidding me? The, every friggin' movie, every single book, everything that we've ever heard, the past, the present, the future, it's all people trying to scam, steal, kill, power hungry. It's rampant. It is frigging rampant. It is so over the top. Um, and we live in a crazy time now where the government is, um, you know, not really following the will of the people. And tell me if you don't feel this way. Tell me if you don't feel like you and me and you know all the people are treated like we're children and and you know the bureau the bureaucratic um leaders on every level of government and throughout the world and all these bureaucracies and organizations there are parents there you know, and we're like the simple little children. We need to be handled like children and talked to like children. You know, oh, don't don't mention this to them because it'll scare them. It'll terrify them. Um, you know, manipulated, constantly fucking manipulated and treated like we're we're goddamn children. And you know, I'm not a child. You know, I pay my taxes. I go to work. You know, I fight fires for a living. I'm friggin' doing my thing, and I'm not asking anybody for a handout. I'm not asking anybody for for some kind of special favor or anything like that. Only thing I expect is to be left alone, okay? Uh, you want to tell me how to live my life? Well, then the first thing that's going to have to happen is you're going to have to stop with your income taxes, Okay? If you're telling me how I got to live my life, then I'm not paying taxes because the way I look at it is we have this great country because we do pay our taxes. And, you know, the, I, you know, I mean, okay, here, here's the thing when something's going on, like, okay, they need money to pay for the COVID vaccine. 
which is a which is a complete ripoff. I mean, they're they're saying the government is going to pay Pfizer, and Pfizer, in another report, is saying they project that they're going to make fifteen billion dollars in profits. So, what you're saying is is that over a certain amount of time, the taxpayers, not the government, the government doesn't have any money. They take taxes and they they allocate it. They're going to take $15 billion and give it to a company and give them a huge profit so that way we could get a, a vaccine. That is complete bullshit. I could understand they got to make some kind of profit, okay? But to make $15 billion in like a couple of years, or I, it's not over like 10 years. We're talking like maybe a year or two here. They're... That is that is a ripoff. You're ripping off the American taxpayer. This is a world emergency. Uh, people are dying. It's war, okay? And this is not the time where we take profits. This is a time where we all come together and we help. If you need taxpayer dollars to make this happen, fine. But cover the cost add in a little extra for unknowns and then then you know after everything's said and done you know here's here's your profit because obviously you got to pay your people and keep the lights on and everything and this is and it's going to be 1 billion dollars or 2 billion whatever makes sense but i mean look i i mean i'm just doing a podcast and like i said i'm a fireman I, I think I know I have a good grasp on things that are going on, but I have to say, you know, I'm just an asshole. Like like Joe Rogan always says on his podcast, hey, I, I'm just an asshole on a podcast, you know. But I do believe that they're ripping us off. It's a it's a big it's a big scam, and screw them. And this is what I mean. Like if there wasn't such herd mentality. People would be friggin' pissed off, screaming and protesting and uh, saying, hey, you know, no, you're not taking that much money out of out of the till to, to give somebody a windfall over a vaccine that's meant to save humanity. OK, this isn't this isn't like an optional thing. Right. It's the vaccine for the virus that. You guys um, have been botching. You know, we give you the reins and you can't even handle it. Um, everybody gets an F as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the, the herd just, you know, moves along. You know, <clears throat> as long as people got their cable TV, they got their phones. And don't forget, plenty of porn on their phones to keep them distracted everybody's watching porn and eating cheese and getting fast food delivered to their house and getting fat and you know making jokes about people who use a steel mace (laughs) and uh you know and look if it sounds like i got a little little run of hate going through me uh yeah you're right i fucking hate it i fucking hate these people i hate our government all right. Um, 
And look, I'm with the founding fathers. We need a government. It's a necessary evil. Don't take those words lightly, though. They called it evil for a reason. It is. It gets corrupt. We are not doing our job. Okay? The herd is absurd. Okay? And then you got these rebels on the outside. And, you know, you got the you got the guy who's like, he won't pay his taxes because he doesn't like the fact that all his tax dollars are going toward the uh, military-industrial complex funding... Um, nuclear proliferation. I mean, there's people that have tried to stand their ground like, hey, my my tax dollars are going toward building nuclear weapons and I am totally against nuclear weapons. No country should have, have them. I agree with that guy. I agree with him. This guy, he, yeah, I, I don't know the guy's name. I heard, the, I heard about the story. You can find it on YouTube. He didn't pay his taxes and of course he got locked up and thrown in jail. And, um, he eventually paid his taxes, you know, because, hey, the house always wins. But if more people started, instead of saying that that guy's a nut and, oh, he's just a cuckoo bird, he just, he doesn't want to pay his taxes, he's using an excuse. If people stop doing that shit and start saying, hey, wait a minute, there's people willing on making a stand. <clears throat> I will tell you this. I mentioned uh, Attila's Gym and Ian Smith. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you go on Instagram and you and you type in Ian I A N Smith, and he'll pop up. He's got this really long beard. I hate the guy's beard. Every video, it's this big, giant, long beard. It looks like a fox is hanging off of his chin. Um, but yeah, I hate his beard. But I don't necessarily hate the guy. Um, and he's he's like one of the last true rebel patriots out there the guy has the guy has a business that's on the line you know um he stood up you should really check him out now here's the thing he does things sometimes whatever and i'm like um yeah i don't i don't think he should have played it that way that's just my opinion but i feel he at the end of the day he does he gets a, a check in the box according to me i support him all right, fuck the government, and uh, you know, look, it's you can see how stacked things are against the little guy. You want to take your shot and say, put your middle finger up and say, fuck you, I'm not gonna listen. All right, you got your lawyer, you 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 do your due diligence, um, you tr you try to like. You, you 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 basically it's a it's a fine line. You have to sort of say, "Fuck you," but in a nice way, right? You know what I mean. You're gonna walk that line, but you're gonna just push. That this is the hypocrisy, all right? He may have pushed himself over the line. I mean, Phil Murphy uh, is the governor of New Jersey, and and in like any state where they have a mask mandate. You know, this comes from the governor and the mandate is not a law. And Ian Smith says this all the time, but it's a mandate. And, you know, it's questionable, really. Like you can't, if it's not a law, then why do I have to follow it? Right. If you want people to follow something, it has to be a law. 
<clears throat> but then it kind of like, well, then what's the point of even having a mandate? So I don't know. That's kind of like a weird thing. If people just choose, like, choose to listen to a mandate or not, I don't know. I don't. What's the point of having it? So I think there's something missing there. I've tried to look it up. There may be more uh, power behind a mandate than what Ian Smith is saying, but um, I still on his side over it. If it's a mandate and it's not a law, and we live in a country where people get to choose what they want to do with their bodies and what they, anything you get to choose, right? Um, so here's the hypocrisy. If a regular person like me or you, an individual, a small business owner pushes the envelope and may even cross the line a little bit and kind of wind up in the, on the bad side of things, right? The government can find you, can shut you down, can take away your business license. They can blacklist you. They can put your name on a list. Da, 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 da. They can fuck you up so bad. And, you know, you'll everybody around you is going to see how you're getting your head kicked in. And the rest of the people are going to go, ooh, okay, I don't want that to happen to me. And you're going to, and everybody falls in line and they become the herd. Okay. So you got that. But if you look at what politicians do, how often do politicians skirt the line of what's legal and what's not? You know, they have their team of lawyers. They talk about, you know, where they're, where they're going with something and they determine, you know, how far they could go. But they, it's not just the politicians. It's also the corporations. It's, you know really rich people, right? They could push over the line a little bit and go into that bad zone, but nothing ever happens to them because everybody, like how, what's going to happen? If you're a little guy and you do it, then the, your local government, the, the, the township is going to pound on you. The next level up, the state is going to pound on you. And then the next level up, the federal government is going to pound on you. And they're the ones who are righteous and they're saving people. And they're the ones who have the lawyers and they got this, the, the microphone and they got the interesting way how they speak so that they don't really say something, but they do and it somehow mind warps people to become the herd. Uh, they got it. They got the whole thing. But when they do something, you know, it's some rabble rousers out in the parking lot with some signs picketing, say, hey, you, you, you committed a crime um, you, or you did something that, you know, you shouldn't have. Maybe um, it's not a law they broke, but it's um, a rule that they broke or they did something immoral or whatever. And, you know, it's a bunch, like I said, a bunch of rabble rousers outside with picket signs, um, crying, you know, and everybody's home eating bonbons, watching out of news, going, yeah, look at these friggin' hippie protesters. Uh, uh, or they even know, they know that they're doing the right thing, but the apathy is so bad that people go, eh, yeah, what are you going to do? It's, it's the politicians. You can't, they're, they're, 
they're like slippery eels. You're never gonna, you're never gonna get them. So, you know, we we keep fucking it up because we're not, we're not tuned in with how we are supposed to be. And the other thing is, is uh, we're tuned into uh, the mass media. You know, your CNNs, your Fox News, um, MSNBC, you know, whoever. We watch bullshit news that's all censored and controlled. And that's and we think we're getting our news from it. But then you get a guy like me who I, I pay a little bit of attention to just to see what they're saying. And then I go and I hunt down my, my other sources of information, you know, podcasts, people I trust that have been around for a while. Um, but mind you, I want to say everybody that I get my information from has been, um, you know, has, has credibility. Okay. They're, they got PhDs, they've written books. Um, one guy, he was on the radio, a, um, FM radio, um, in New York, all the way back when I was just a little, little sapling, I was a little child and I would hear him on the radio. My mom would listen to him. And nowadays he's still on that radio station sometimes, but he runs his own thing on the internet. Now, I guess you could say it's kind of like a podcast, but he doesn't call it a podcast. It's a radio network thing. Um, his name is Gary Knoll. Um, you can look him up and he's legit, man. You know, he, he does have a lot of enemies, and they call him a quack and everything. Uh, but if you listen to his show regularly, you'll see he's just like me. And he's just like you. He's the rebel. He's the one that's standing up and pointing out the hypocrisy. He's the one that's standing up and pointing out the bullshit. And he's the first one to point out that the herd mentality is a bad mentality. And, you know, well, look. Let's just wrap up this podcast with on that note, and let's let me just say this to finalize it. Choose something in your life that you love. Don't worry about what people are saying about it. Do your own thing. But choose something that kind of carries with it a little bit of a f you to the herd. Um, the herd is absurd. <laughs> It sucks. I hate it. And um, I hate how the herd... The, the herd is not helping the country. They are they are the sheep. They are the sheeple. Do something... Even, look, yeah, you have to go to work. You have to put food on the table. You have to pay your mortgage. You got kids you got to take care of. So I am certainly not saying rebel in such a way that you're going to jeopardize any of that. Not at all, you know. I might be crazy, but I'm not insane. I would never expect people to do that. But re- find little ways you could rebel, even if it's just picking up a steel mace, you know. That's your, if that's what you could do, then that's great, you know. But do make sure you brush your teeth regularly and floss. Don't lie. Tell people straight up you don't want to wear your mask. Don't give them that bullshit that you know you have a health condition and you're not allowed to ask me about it because I have my HIPAA rights. If you have a health condition, then 
you tell the truth. But don't say that you have a health condition. Instead, say, I don't want to wear my mask because this is a free fucking country. It's not a law. It's a mandate. And um, if you're so worried, you wear the mask. If you're so worried, you get the vaccine. I will do whatever I want with my body. And uh, look, I know I said I was just going to end the podcast, but now that I'm on that topic, if you're 18 years old, you could go buy cigarettes. If you're 21, you, you are allowed to buy alcohol. Booze, drinking, beer, whiskey, whatever is bad for you. It causes uh, a lot of prob- health problems in this country. A lot of people um, lose their families over it. It's bad. Cigarettes cause cancer. 600,000 people die from cancer every year. COVID in America, COVID is getting close to 600,000, but it's not there yet. Okay. And it's been over a year already. So cancer is, kills more people in America than COVID does. All right. And, um, you know, we are being told coerced. I mean, it's coming. They're going to get to a point where they're just going to say it's a goddamn law or whatever. If you don't get your vaccine, just imagine if you want to live your life and be left alone and just go do whatever you do, pay your taxes, go to work, go to a ball game. In order to do that without being harassed, you have to have a needle stuck into your body with a chemical injected in you that has never been used before in the, in the history of mankind. This is the first of its kind. All right. With no long-term studies, no long-term studies. Now, Hey, look, I will say this. It appears that the vaccine may be dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as getting COVID. And if you are somebody who seriously has a health issue, you're older, you have a pacemaker, you have diabetes, whatever, you know, you probably want to get the friggin' vaccine, all right? And I'm not, and if you don't, then don't. I, I'm not going to worry about you. You know, you you get to choose your own your own way in life here, okay? Um, the the point is, is that you choose, you choose, okay? You choose for you. I choose for me. There's no people telling me what to do, okay? If I don't want the vaccine. If I don't want to wear a mask, then that should be on me. If I get sick and if I die from the disease, that's on me. It's not on anybody else. All right. Um, you think, you, you know, if you're very concerned about your own health and well-being, wear a mask, get a vaccine, make sure you do your social distancing and whatever else you got to do. Okay. Don't, you know, don't tell me that, well, I'm fucking it all up because I choose not to do those things. That's a bunch of bullshit. That's a bunch of bullshit. And at the end of the day, I, this and this is where I agree with Ian Smith. One of the points I I, I agree with a lot of him, uh, a lot of what he has going on. Uh, there's a few things I'm not so sure about, uh, but you know they're they're trying to control us, and they're trying to divide and conquer us. And you know it's all about power, control, and stealing money. That's, that's what your government likes to do. It likes to have power and control over you and then steal your money. That's really what they do. 
And especially now, because we don't really keep them in check anymore. We're not rebelling against them. We're not giving them a fight. We're not terrorizing them. We need to terrorize the government, make them scared. Politicians need to go, oh my goodness, these people are scaring the shit out of me. Um, I better, I better listen. Okay. So that's, that's it guys. I just wanted to touch on those things. Being a rebel in, in, in the mass herd mentality that we have to live with. Uh, and look, Hey, if you enjoy being part of the herd, good. I'm not, I'm still your friend. (laughs) it's that simple guys thank you so much for listening to this um i really enjoyed sharing this stuff with you today and and i'm going to continue to do it this way and um you know go deep i want to go deep and and it's going to get better so i got some great ideas coming down the pike so if you haven't subscribed yet please do And also, please check out my friends, the sponsors of the podcast. I got a lot of them. I got a lot. These are my friends. I want to remind you that there is perfectly good maces available right here in the United States of America. Okay? American-made. They're made by my buddy Don down in Florida. They're called Adex, A-D-E-X. Okay? These maces are sweet, all right? They're a little bit different than that Chinese-made one that people are doing all the flow with. If you're not interested in doing flow, which a lot of people aren't, they're not interested in flowing, they're not interested in like doing flips and stuff like that, juggling, which is totally cool because, you know, I do a little bit of that stuff just for fun, but for my workouts, it doesn't, that I don't. Um, but these maces are great because... They're just straight up um, weapons of mass destruction. Like you can just get a good workout. They're adjustable. They're really um, if you if you never had a Adex mace in your hands, it's it'll be a mind blower if when you do. Go to the website. It's adexclub.com and um, check out what's there. I recommend you just go all out and you get the big deal kit. You'll see it. The big deal kit. It's, it's a, a couple of different assemblies because he makes clubs too. And this is a legit operation. Um, I love Don. He's a great guy. I talk to him on the phone all the time. And um, he's supposed to be coming on the podcast for some killer podcasts. He's already been on once or twice, but expect to see more of them. Anyway, um, that's Adex. Go check them out. Also, Mace Fit, another outfit out of Florida. Mace Fit is straight up working out with a mace or a club. Um, and they are, they are kind of connected, Adex and Mace. They're friends. They, you know, the, the, all the Mace work is that Mace Fit does is using the Adex. But, of course, if you don't have an Adex, you can always still do Mace Fit stuff. I recommend you just get the certification. Um, it's worth it because you get some really good knowledge of how to how to work out with maces and clubs. And uh, lastly, is vintage strength training, which um, 
right here in Jersey, where I live, is is the hub for vintage strength training. Uh, just a short distance away from where I live, up in North Jersey. And vintage strength training is a whole other workout system. You can do mace fit and vintage strength training. You will notice some similarities and you will also notice a lot of the differences. The similarities will actually bolster your knowledge because you're kind of covering the same ground again, except it's being taught to you by somebody else. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it's the basics, you know, but then the different stuff is just different and it's fun. I'm not going to get too into detail about what, what one has or the other. You could go on the web websites and check it out yourself. Um, but feel free if you want to email me at, uh, Nation at gmail.com, or you can, uh, DM me uh, on Instagram, right? Uh, just go to Steel Mace Station on Instagram. And uh, I'll be glad to give you any information I know of. I am also Mace Fit certified level one and level two. And um, I think that's dope because I can help people. And I like that. So I would like to see some people come my way in the future that want some training like that. And uh, last but not least, I just want to point out something new going on. Um, <clears throat> previous podcast, I had Greg Pierre on. He was um, firementshirt.com. I'm pretty sure it's firementshirt.com uh, or it's Fireman Tees. Fireman T-shirt. Fireman T-shirt. Um, he, he's a sponsor now, too. Okay, because I get my shirts, my hats and stuff made from him. He's a really cool guy. He's a, a really smart guy. I think he's like 38 years old. He's really got his shit together, and he's inspiration to be around. And uh, we did a great podcast, episode 107, and um, you'll benefit from listening to that because the guy has some really good info but we talk about uh fitness and we talk about business and investing and stuff and um he's running the battle of the bravest it's on august 28th in east orange new jersey and it's a uh, fitness competition uh, firemen or civilians alike can be involved uh, there's going to be a food truck there. There's going to be prizes and giveaways. The money is going to a charity, and his charity is a cancer charity, and it's called uh, Firefighters Wear Pink. Okay, so um, Firefighters Wear Pink is going to... I, I still need to talk to him about this, but um, I uh, would like to start running something in conjunction to get the money toward... Uh, firefighters wear pink. You know, it's a it's a good uh, charity. So there'll be more on that down the line. In the meantime, over and out. I'll see you at the next one.